Recorded live. Jeremiah Live Bible Study. Review of Chapter 6. We're going to have a little change in our Jeremiah review. It's just going to be the chapter, each chapter. We're going to review it, go over it a little bit. Um, and we won't be doing questions from now on. We just want to do the review. So, Jeremiah chapter 6. It was interesting when we started out with verse 1 here. God is telling Jeremiah what's going to happen to Judah and explaining about the bad things and how bad they were and what they were doing. And then in verse 6, at the end of verse 5, it says, And what will ye do in the end thereof? And then it, and as you know, these um, uh, chapters and verses were made up and put in after the fact, many, many hundreds of years later. So in reality, the end of verse 5 and the beginning of verse 6 goes together. So the question is, and what will you do in the end thereof? And verse 6 says, O ye children of Benjamin. Now, when we were doing this, it was interesting to me because if you go through um, Jeremiah's, you know, warnings to the different peoples and groups. Um, sometimes he warned the Jerusalem, the city of Jerusalem. Sometimes he warned the the tribe of Judah. Sometimes he warned all the tribes of Israel as Israel, called them Israel. And sometimes he just warned different nations or he warned different people, like groups like the kings or prophets or priests or something. But As far as I can see, this is the only time that one group in particular, which is the tribe of Benjamin, we think, is being addressed here. So just the tribe of Benjamin. And and, and, uh, Benjamin was, when God gave Israel the promised land, Benjamin was the northernmost uh, tribe set up in the northernmost part of the kingdom. And so it's very interesting that only Benjamin is mentioned here. So then it says, O ye children of Benjamin, gather yourselves to flee out of the midst of Jerusalem. And so it's funny that God would just say one of the tribes, Benjamin only, because there was different tribes besides Benjamin. And it's talking about Jerusalem, because God's going to destroy Jerusalem. And so when we did the study, we looked at it from the perspective of the words and the meanings of the words and not in particular to the tribe of Benjamin. Because you see, Benjamin 
the word Benjamin means son of my right hand. And so children of the son of my right hand, who is at God's right hand? Jesus, of course, right? So, so this is a different kind of message. And we learned that, you know, we found out that. And Jerusalem here, this word Jerusalem in the Hebrew actually means double. So double meaning, you know, that it says, so let's read it. O ye children of my right hand, son of my right hand, gather yourselves and flee out of the midst of double. Double meaning, double-minded, bad and good, not one way, in other words. And blow the trumpet in Tekoa and set up the sign of fire in Beth Hacherim. So gather to flee, because it says, gather yourselves to flee out of, the word doesn't mean the word in the Hebrew. It doesn't mean to gather yourself and flee out of <laughs> the word. The word means to be strong. Okay? So someone has to be strong, and they're being prepared to be strong for a purpose. Something's going to happen. And then the word trumpet here blow the trumpet. The word trumpet is to glisten, to be clear, to be sanctified. You understand? So make sure that you are sanctified in Tekia and set up a sign of fire in Beth Hacherim. So Beth Hacherim actually is house of the vineyard. House of the vineyard. All connected to the body of Christ. Do you understand? There's a time coming where believers better know where they stand with God. Why? For evil appeareth out of the north, and great destruction. So, evil is pretty much evil. The word appeareth is a very interesting Greek, uh, I mean Hebrew word, and it means to peek, or to lean out a window, like you're leaning out to see something, you know, peeking out the window. So that's appeareth. So evil is peeking out. You'll be able to see evil. Understand? Appeareth out of the north. And of course, the word north means the hidden. Okay, so, so evil is peeking out from the hidden and what is it going to bring? Destruction. This word destruction means fracture. 
to fracture. Yes, of course. So Satan's system is going to be brought to earth, and guess what? Trouble is going to happen, and you're going to have believers and non-believers, and you're going to have access. You're going to be able to see the supernatural. That's right. You're not going to completely, because it isn't until Jesus shows up that you're completely going to be able to see heaven and earth and and God and, and all of that with eyes wide open, seeing everything. But you're going to see into the supernatural. You're going to be able to see the supernatural. You're going to be able to see a little bit as they're allowed to appear and show themselves on earth as the supernatural, which is what they're going to do. And that this evil from the hidden that's going to come, the supernatural that's going to come, is going to bring a fracture between groups, believers and non-believers, believers and believers. And so that's a very interesting thing from Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 1. So let's continue. God is showing us that we need to understand the message he has written in his word if you have eyes to see. In the first verse, in the flesh, God is telling Israel where the enemy will come from and what tribe will be hit first. The message is twofold. God is saying that the people of Israel will not be able to do anything about the enemy that will be arriving. They will be putty in their hands. God says they will surround you. God says this city is wicked all the time. Talking about Jerusalem there. God says there is no one to listen to his warning. They don't care about what God says. Isn't that the church today? They don't care what God says. If God sends someone to tell them and warn them and explain to them, what God is going to be doing, allowing Satan's system to be set up. They're going to be able to be deceived by Satan as a believer, absolutely. They don't want to hear that. God says everything he gave you will be taken away and given to someone else. It's pretty simple. When you became a part of the kingdom of heaven by receiving the gift of faith that God gave you the gift of faith, And when God gave you the gift of faith, then you had access to receiving the gift of eternal life. But if you don't overcome, if you're not listening, if you're not doing what Jesus has showed us to do, when Jesus arrives, your name will be blotted out of the book of life. So, All that you had will be taken away. And yes, those that have the belief, they will receive eternal life. They will also have their name still in the book of life. Chapter 6 also says everyone will be affected. It doesn't matter how old or young they are. And this is the reason God is furious 
he has a breaking point and it has been reached. You understand God is furious. I want us to read verse 11 here in chapter 6. Therefore, I am full of fury of the Lord. I am weary with holding in. I will pour it out upon the children abroad and upon the assembly of young men together, for even the husband with the wife shall be taken the aged with him that is full of days. So you understand God has a breaking point. Christian, God has a breaking point. Don't you ever think that he likes that you think you can do whatever you want to and just live your life here and you'll be all set when Jesus returns because you are stomping the gift of God into the ground and shoving it into his face that he gives you this gift of belief and then you're able to have your sins washed away under the blood of Jesus and you go on and you continue to sin and you continue to sin and you continue to sin and you don't think God feels that, doesn't care about that. He doesn't mind. It's okay. He knows you're weak humans. No, no, it isn't okay. He does mind, and guess what? His boiling point for believers is getting to that point, the breaking point. The people are all interested in plunder and and getting what others have, All you have to do is look out on the TV. You go to the churches. What are they talking about? They're talking about what they can get. Prosperity messages. What's God going to give me? God's going to give me all these blessings. I'm going to get all this stuff from God. That ain't the way it works with Christianity. God doesn't tell you he's going to give you anything except for food, water, and some clothes. That's it. Something to wear. That's all God is giving you. That's all he promises to give you. And that's all he's going to give you. And anything else that you get has nothing to do with God. Understand, God doesn't bless us with material things in the body of Christ. He didn't, Jesus, and if anybody was going to get blessed with material things, it would have been Jesus because he never went off the path. The apostles didn't get blessed with material things. Paul didn't get blessed with material things. You don't see that anywhere in the New Testament because it isn't the way things are. And so the churches today Oh, yeah, they're, they're all, all about getting stuff and blessings and money and all that baloney. God says all their prophets and priests are liars. They lie about the future. Absolutely. Go in the churches today. Once saved, always saved. You're okay. Yeah, right. They are not ashamed when they do things against God. No, they're not. They're not ashamed. You see, they pray to Jesus when Jesus told us to pray to the Father. Yet they pray to Jesus. 
And they're not ashamed of breaking what Jesus said. Jesus told us how to pray. And he didn't tell us to pray to him, him. He didn't tell you to do that. He told you to pray to the Father like he prays to the Father. They are not the same person. But are they ashamed at the nonsense that they teach in their churches at the stuff that they do in their churches, like this local church here had this singer who has a nice voice, and he's, you know, he's got all kinds of records, and he sings gospel music, quote, gospel music, and he puts on a show, he goes to different churches and puts on a show and sings his music, and they charge money for you to go and see him sing songs about God. That. And they're not ashamed of that. (laughs) Why would they be ashamed of it, you know? (laughs) Why? They're not ashamed of it. They think it's right. Then these other um, uh, churches, they put on Bible studies. And number one, they're not studying the Bible. They're studying books that people have written. And then they have the audacity to ask for you to pay for the books that you're going to study in with them at their Bible study. And the cost of the books is not $5. The cost of the books is 20 to $30. Are they ashamed that they're charging money if they want to study out of this book, if God has led them to study out of this book as a group? Then the church should be buying the book for all who want to come and study. But of course... God is not in it. God doesn't want you to do that. Are they ashamed? No. When you have a Bible study, there's only one book. It's called a Bible. Most people have one of those. God said he sent those to warn his people, but they wouldn't listen. Absolutely. So they will be punished. See, chapter 6 of Jeremiah tells you all of this. They will be rejected by God. Yes, they will be rejected by God. Why? Because when Jesus arrives on earth, he will be blotting their name out of the book of life. So I want to read that so you understand that Jesus actually said that. A lot of people don't know. Let's see. It says in uh, Revelation, go to Revelation, chapter 3, verse 5. He that overcometh. You get it? So if you don't overcome, you have a problem. So if you overcome, great. But if you don't overcome, problem The same shall be clothed in white raiment. So if you don't overcome, you're not going to be clothed in white raiment. So see, you've got to overcome. It isn't automatic. 
And I will not blot out his name out of the book of life. So if you don't overcome, guess what? He will blot your name out of the book of life when he arrives on earth. Oh, you didn't know that when Jesus arrives on earth, if you're not found um, in the presence of doing uh, what he wants you to do, spotless, without blame, if you're not found that way, that he's going to blot your name out of the book of life? Just because your name's in the book of life doesn't mean that it's staying there. Faith, without works, is dead being alone. Go to James. So now you know and that Jesus himself said he's going to blot people's names out of the book of life. Absolutely. Don't think it's once saved, always saved. I want you to go to James chapter 2, 17. It says, even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead being alone. So, guess what? Jeremiah 6 is telling you God has a breaking point. You're not listening to what he's trying to tell you, and you're not even ashamed about the things that you're doing, which is not what Jesus taught you. Do you fall in that category? Will Jesus be blotting your name out of the book of life? Jeremiah chapter 6. 